0: Talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to Messy Christianity podcast. Kevin,
1: Brent, how are you? Fine. Good. How, how are you, be? Jeff? We um, always, you always ask us, how are you doing? You know, today? I always
0: do ask. Yep. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing better Good. than I deserve.
2: been a lot of fun. It's like he's listening to Dave Ramsey or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Used to. Not not as much anymore. Yeah. Hey, got a great, great topic for today. Okay. How do we give life to others? How do we live a life that is life-giving rather than life-sucking?
2: Is that has to do with CPR?
0: Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. you know, um, well, some people you like to be around because when you're oh, around wow. them, they yep. fill you up. And then some people... You, you would the kind of people you hide the grocery store from at the grocery store because they Not suck now. life from you. Yep. And uh, listen, all of us are both ways uh, sometimes. Times. Sure. But there is there is an opportunity for us to be life giving, to be to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? What what's the what's necessary for us to be life givers?
1: The old. It, d- popped in my mind just now that old illustration uh i don't know where i heard it but you know you're on the airplane that's going down you got the child sitting next to you and the oxygen mask drop out of the y'all heard this before yes they drop out of the out of the ceiling and so the they tell you the first thing you do is put it on yourself secure it on yourself before you secure it on your child the, the point of that is to make sure that you are in a place that you're not passing out and fainting, so that you can help the child how do we give life to others uh as narrow-minded and self-centered as this starts We've got to put ourselves in a place to be life-giving. You can't yeah. give something you don't have.
0: Good point. Yeah, there you go. But I would also add to the caveat, yeah. sometimes the way we get out of a funk is to start thinking of others and serving others. True. Um, so my, my pro- probably the, the most evident to me of how to give life to others is through our words. What we say. Because every time we see somebody, we have a choice. Yep of what we can say, and not just the content of our words, but the uh, the attitude and the delivery of our words. Because right. I can say one sentence one way, and it'll make you feel bad, and I can say it another way, make you feel good.
1: And you and I both, I'm going to let you finish this sentence, we both have the spiritual gift of... Sarcasm. Yes, and so <laughs> we like, have to be very careful with this.
0: Yeah, because to us it's funny, and it's um, right. You know, to, to us that is actually giving. Like if I'm sarcastic with you, it's good. You you take it. And yep. Brent's the same way. He just yep. doesn't show it quite as much. <laughs> um, his his gift of sarcasm is is a little more subdued. But every now and then he comes out and surprises us it's all crazy. with Definitely. a zinger. Yep. You wanna do it now? Can you, can you zinger Uncle Man?
2: Not at this point. He's not like. He Dance
1: monkey. We there, can't, we can't there, make him on a spot look, like that. Look, this.
0: see, here's my point. There you are once again with your Guardians of the Galaxy hat. <laughs> I mean, every. Now, in my s-
2: defense, we finished
1: the last podcast. No, you're not <laughs> supposed <laughs> to say that. Oh, no. don't, don't pull the curtain man, back. I
0: man, you just revealed the man you're, behind you're the curtain. Me up. You're
2: me up. What <sighs> you mean to
1: say is we pray about these all week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. but if they only knew.
0: So yep. so words. You know, you can choose. So what I like doing is and I think this is actually getting into the prophetic, the gift of prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. I know we don't like to talk about this in some of our baptist circles and other denominations. Bring it. It's good. But but the gift of the prophetic is is giving life to others and helping them to hear from God. And it's not like it's not like God only speaks through a prophetic word but he uses that maybe either as an instigator to, for them to listen or as a confirmation of what's already been said.
2: Well, the gift of the prophetic, the use of the prophetic is found all over the Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. But I love the way that it's it's sandwiched in in 1 Corinthians. So you got 1 Corinthians 12, which talks specifically about the prophetic and some of the prophetic giftings, and then it, it continues in chapter 14, but right in between Chapter 12 and chapter 14 is 1 Corinthians 13, which we all know love. as the love chapter because any prophetic word has to be given in love. And then Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, eagerly desire the greater gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And he talks about that a little bit more. And he says the purpose of the prophetic is to edify, encourage, and to equip. Mm-hmm. is to build people up. So if we use, even if we have a prophetic word for somebody, God gives us a word to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray a prayer over somebody if we do it with false intentions, right. and it's not honoring and glorifying, pointing people to Jesus. If it's not building them up, then it's then it's not of God. It's a club. It, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So for me, when I spend time with people, there are people that I meet with throughout the week, every single week. I'm always meeting with people. Most of the time, I would say I enjoy the, the meetings. Yeah. The vast majority of the times, I enjoy meeting with those specific people at those specific times with with our specific conversations because they're all related to God, and I love that. There are occasions throughout the weeks where I'm sitting across somebody, uh, I don't want to be there. Yeah. And in those moments, I intentionally attempt to pray and say, God, help me to see this person across from me as your little boy or your mm-hmm. little girl. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that I'm meeting with little boys and little girls. It's whoever we are. We're all... Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, we're all... <laughs> Children of the Most High God. So God's the one that created us. God created us. He purposed and planned our life. He has a purpose and a plan for that person sitting across from me that for whatever reason, I'm being frustrated. I'm walking in frustration Mm -hmm. or aggravation or whatever it is. Your spirit may be discerning something in that situation. But going back to what you were saying a minute ago, Jeff, about the words that we use – I still have to look at that person in love through the eyes of Jesus and say they're a child of God. God loves them. He has a purpose and a plan for them. And my conversation has to build them up. If not, it's
1: on me. Yeah. So just for clarity, though, before we go further with this, when we say... You are the great clarifier. I you know try that. to be. But you
0: are always clarifying. We're grateful for that. Well, you Did know. you notice I just built you up? Thank,
1: thank you, Jeff. See, I you just know, practiced. I, I, I like the way that you took what I said and you turned it back around and said, thank you, Kevin, because <laughs> that made me feel good. Now I'm going to thank you for thanking me. So I hope that makes you feel better because <laughs> I'm good enough. And I'm smart enough. Hey, People, like People like me. Like you. <laughs> Actually, that helps me make the next point I'm about to make because just for clarity, um, we're not saying... That everything is always positive, right. pie in the sky. That is not because that can easily be interpreted as that's the definition of building somebody up. That's the definition of encouragement. Well, it kind of does sound like encouragement, but that's not what we're saying here. Um, giving life to somebody sometimes is words of affirmation, sometimes it's a word of truth. Um, if somebody's sick and nobody tells them, yeah.
0: or nobody tells them yeah. how to get better, they're not giving life; they're letting them die.
1: Remember American Idol when they used to put all the really, really bad ones on yes. there, and finally Simon Cowell would say, "You need to try something else because yes. you're, you're not a singer." Best thing is ever said to that person. I always mad at I was always mad at the show for even putting them on in the first place, so that America could make fun of them. <clears throat> what good is that? Come yeah. On. Well, it was great. I know. Tame, it was good. But... I know why they did it. I but
2: get going it. back to what yeah. you said about harsh words, well, not harsh, not, not harsh words though. Words, yeah, but hard words. Hard, hard words. words. There are yeah. hard words that need to be said on occasion. But it's still our responsibility to, to provide truth mm-hmm. in love and yeah. to point them to to the Father and the Father's love for them. It right. may be for them or even for ourselves a point of repentance, a point yep. of humility, a point of self-sacrifice, a point of turning things around or going, going a different direction. And those are hard conversations sure. to have with folks. And timing, just because it's something that needs to be said. Yeah. Timing is a huge aspect of it. Mm-hmm. it if, and, and prayer. I mean, look at the prayer aspect. All throughout Scripture, when Jesus is telling disciples and telling all the people that are around him, the different stories, the different parables, and he says, if you have eyes to see, see, if you have ears to hear, hear. So when, when, for, for us to walk in to give life to someone, perhaps we need to walk in before that meeting, before that conversation, and ask for words of wisdom. Ask for words of revelation and words of knowledge to be able to help this person, and then through that, ask for God to give them ears to hear what He has to say for mm-hmm. them, and then give me ears to hear mm-hmm. so that I'm not saying something I shouldn't be saying.
1: Yeah, Jesus Himself, uh, Revelation, seven churches. This, this I say you've done well, church, but this I have against you. I mean, Jesus Himself practiced that. He he did he did the uh, the words of truth, but he also mixed it with you've done this well. Um, some would look and say that when we do stuff like that, it's kind of manipulative. You're just buttering them up, you know, but
0: it's I, a hard issue though.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, totally agree.
0: You, somebody might think that, but yeah. if I genuinely love a person and I'm genuinely speaking these words in love and in truth, whether they're hard words or, or just encouraging words, that's, that, that's, tr- that's at least attempting to give life because sometimes people don't want to hear it.
1: You've taught me a very practical phrase that I've used a few times, um, 'Cause you know, in our our line of work, any line of work in, in life, there are there are difficult conversations, but um a phrase that you've used that I that I've now used is um start it with uh word of prayer, but then start with, hey, this is gonna be a hard conversation. It's probably gonna be just as hard for me as it is for you, but it's it's one we need to have. That kind of is a good way to start and diffuse yeah. and just kind of um then get into the the nuts and bolts of and you know, sometimes it's received, sometimes it's not, but
0: Proverbs twenty-seven six says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful." Hmm. That I think is true friendship when you're willing to say what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is somewhat of a crude story, but I'm gonna share it anyways, because exactly. So um, Brent was just scratching his nose. Well, my dad taught me this. We were in a music store. Um, Several years ago, I was a kid. My brother and I were in the music store with my dad. We walked in, and this guy came up to help us. He had a mustache and a beard, and he had a he had a a, a big old booger on his on his uh, mustache. And the guy goes, "Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the music store. Can I uh, can I help you today?" And my dad goes, "Yeah." Uh, <clears throat> and he pointed up here. and He goes, "You got a you got a hanger." Nice. That was. And, and my brother and I were just mortified. I mean, we was oh, yeah. dad, my. Yeah. And we just went off and left. And we're thinking, yeah. how could you be so insensitive and rude? And and he came back and he said, son, listen to me. He said, that man's been trying to sell things all day long with a booger in his beard. Yeah. And nobody would tell him.
1: (laughs) Remember the Sunday you preach with your fly down? (laughs) (laughs) And nobody would tell me. I didn't notice. By all means, stop. Listen. I didn't notice. Uh,
0: Public service announcement. Okay. If your preacher is preaching with his fly down. Somebody stopped the service. That's why they invented yeah. the interruption prayer. You yeah. know, let's pray. Do something yeah. Yeah. and tell the poor guy because it.
1: it In defense, I didn't even see <laughs> it, and Brent was probably at or something, so we didn't know.
0: Well, you know what's funny is, is uh, I had probably half a dozen people text me, "Dude, Dirt. your flies down." Yeah, of course what? I'm not watching. I'm not looking at my yeah, text yeah. while I'm preaching, preaching, right? Yeah, right. Uh, awesome. Anyway, okay, sorry. I diverted. So, yeah, but but that was a lesson. He goes, "Look." People let him go all day long like that. Yep. I wasn't trying to be rude. Here's the deal. We don't say hard things because we're uncomfortable. And really? so we're willing to let somebody else suffer sure. and be embarrassed because of our own lack of wanting to be embarrassed. So if we really love somebody—now, look, th- this doesn't give us license to go just being Mr. Yeah. Truth Teller. That's not right. what I'm saying. But there are times when we should say, hey, look, I love you. This, this is what—
1: and- I'm glad you put that caveat in there because different listeners gonna hear this different ways. Yeah, we know it as a badge of honor. Yes, we know those people. I'm just just, a guy to blow it up. uh, I blows it up. I'm a truth slayer, and I'm gonna go through and that's just pride and arrogance. Well, that's the ones we do duck away from
2: relationship and love. Truly, is love, love and relationship. They really go hand in hand. If if we're not willing to live life with others to build relationship then the truth, no matter if it's given in love, it's going to be difficult for them to receive. Yeah. And so if it's our responsibility to speak truth, I mean, truth, let's be honest. We talked earlier that it's almost like, like we're talking about the prophetic, but truth in love is a prophetic. When you speak the truth of Scripture to someone, over someone, that is a prophetic utterance. You're speaking life. Mm-hmm. The Word of God is life. When you speak life into someone, it is to point them to relationship with Jesus, is to build them up. Mm-hmm. If there is an issue in their life, our life, our relationship life, whatever that is, the reason through walking through that difficulty is so that there is reconciliation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We live in a culture that loves to burn down bridges.
1: Mm-hmm. We really yep. do.
2: Yeah. And I cannot keep you or keep another person from building, from from burning down a bridge of relationship between the two of us. But I can keep it from being on me. Mm-hmm. I can continue to open doors and offer forgiveness and ask forgiveness as it's, as it's needed. Yeah. So we look at these prophetic words, these, these hard conversations and most of the time in our minds it's about the other person. Yeah. How much time do we take to reflect to see what is my responsibility in this? What is my cause? Did something I do cause this or or it wasn't necessarily what I did that caused it but it added to it it escalated the situation how do I Come to the wow. Father in reconciliation, repentance, and at first acknowledge to my Father in heaven that what I did, my role in it was not right. Now, I then approach that person in purity and holiness because I've approached them in purity and holiness. Uh, if I do not approach them in purity and holiness, it will not be received the way the Father wants it to be received. But how do we expect any difference if we go to the Father in heaven without purity and holiness? Mm. We come before him blemished and messed up and unforgiving ourselves. Mm. By the way that you judge, you will be judged is what the Scripture says. And so Mm. if I don't go to that other person in purity and in holiness, cleansed, Mm. thinking about my relationship with the Father and then in turn their relationship to the Father, no matter what hard conversation we have, it's going to be difficult to put into Jesus.
1: so important what you just said. I, the, the heart is deceitful above all things. And when we're in situations where we see something in somebody else, it is so important. You're right. For us to inspect ourselves and see what it is in us because uh, it is easy. This is human nature. I know I have done this many times in my life where I just see that fault and I, I pile more faults upon the fault that I see in somebody else. Because I don't want to self-inspect because that that puts me in a – I don't want to look bad. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see that there's something inside of me that caused this. So we just make – we put them under the microscope, and we make them worse and worse and worse and worse. And then when we do have a conversation, we may say it's in love, but we're really just feeding something internally in us. So That's so important what you just said, Brent. We've got to self-inspect. Well, a lot of what
0: – good.
2: No, I was just going to say – it goes back to the relationship. Yeah. Relationship equals time. Yeah. It's an investment. Relationship is not one sided. And and quite honestly, that's how we view our relationship with God many times. Is it's just one one sided relationship. He's God, he serves me, he does what I want him to. He's mm. he's the guy in heaven, he's on the throne, and it's it's him and us, and there's never a relationship. And the whole idea is, yes, it is relationship because love is Fleshed out through relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to invest the time, don't don't start with I need to have a quick hard word with you. And two minutes later, we're going to be right, done. Right? Because if I'm not willing to walk with you through this and help you, yeah. E- even if even if you're not willing to listen to the words, the hard words that have to be said, I still want to have to. I, I'm required to leave it in a way that the bridge is not burned. Mm-mm. At least yeah. on my end.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I think what you hit on, too, is the, um, the reality of learning to respond rather than react. That's a phrase that you have taught me and that you've mm-hmm. taught the students, and, and really the church has heard it multiple times. To respond, well, you, you go ahead and explain that. You do it better. Respond versus react.
2: Well, I use this illustration with the teenagers, so think about it for a moment. If you're a teenager in your house and mom tells you to do something, and you know that it's wrong. You know what she has said is wrong, yet you react in a way that doesn't matter what you say, you're going to be wrong, whether you're right mm-hmm. or not. So reaction is just that gut instinct. It's that self-defense mechanism that we all tend to have. Mm-hmm. It's to put up the fist, swing the fist first. Mm-hmm. It's shoot first, ask questions, It's the question fight landers. of
0: the flight. It's, 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 yeah.
2: it's, it's fighting instead of flighting. It's yeah. being quick to speak and slow to listen, mm-hmm. which goes polar opposite of what the scripture says. So a reaction is that gut instinct that I I would almost classify it as that internal sin nature. Sin nature is wired to the reaction Mm -hmm. aspect of who we are. Defending self. Whereas... Which is selfish. Yeah. Whereas a response is the being quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. It is the, I need to think and comprehend what's being said so I can respond, so I can answer that in a Calm, civil tone, so that one, even if I'm ro- even if I'm wrong, it creates conversation. I can react and be right, and conversation is is out the door, and there's no there's no chance
1: that there is a call to though to sometimes not react but to respond. Somebody listening to this can go, whew, good, I'm off the hook." No, you still have to respond. Yeah, you silence
0: know, is not— Silence is— Yeah, that's that's almost worse.
1: Yeah, just Sometimes. ignore it and let it go away. And, you know, that's that, that just lets a wound fester longer and longer and longer. So,
0: but, you know, part of that's a personality issue because mm-hmm. people who avoid conflict, mm-hmm. their go-to mechanism is, okay, I got a text. I'm not going to ever—I'm not going to respond to it's it. Void. I'm going to read it, but I'm not going to respond to yep. it. Or there's uh there's a hard conversation but I'm just I'm not gonna allow myself to have that conversation. Which is ironic because it never makes the problem better. Well it only intensifies
1: it. it's hard for me to make a cold, hard, fast rule on <laughs> this thing because I think there are s some times where we are just to ignore it. I totally agree. Yes. Just sometimes. But not by any means all the time. There are the others you've got to respond to. Now, take time, respond, not react. Um, but you know, we know those people that they're just fishing, they just wanna get a reaction out of us. Um, and that you know, and, and it's a relation that is relationship too. You've built a relationship long enough to so you know that's what this is going on right here.
2: Some people would use Jesus as an example of not neither responding nor reacting, mm. of maintaining silence. But as you study the scripture, although that is scriptural occasionally Almost every other single time that Jesus was addressed, he took time and responded. He didn't react, but he responded to all the naysayers he would respond. He defended himself. Nice. Up until the end, yep. when he fulfilled the scripture that said, res, res, when he fulfilled the prophecy that said he would be silent as a sheep going before the shears, when he was standing before the Sanhedrin, even the Sanhedrin he asked, he he responded a few times, and and to Pilate, but for the most part he was absolutely silent. We we, sh, we should respond. No, we should just defend ourselves according to the biblical model, sure. and not simply let the rest of the world run over us because I'm a Christ follower and yeah, I'm yeah, supposed yeah. to turn the other cheek. Yeah. We respond in love and kind and point people to the truth
1: of who Jesus is. The, mon- the Monday before the Friday, he went to the cross. He goes into the temple. I don't think that was responding. That was reacting <laughs> yeah. right there because sometimes we see something unholy and wrong and we're supposed to just go, this is wrong, right here, right now. This is wrong. That was, that was the Monday before the Friday that he went to the cross. He turns over the tables and says, my house is a house of prayer. <laughs> You're making a den of thieves. Jesus
0: Robert robbers. So... Yep if we're going to give if we're going to be life giving then one of the ways we can do that is by listening to God and speaking when God says hey i want you to say this and and it's not necessarily that audible sometimes it's just the impression um sometimes that's scary because sometimes what he says to say makes no sense whatsoever yeah. and then I, i'll never forget um when god taught me this lesson or at least affirmed this lesson i was doing a a youth retreat um in, in an, actually in Mexico, um long, long, long time ago. And I was the, the worship leader and the speaker for it. And <clears throat> that evening, during our worship time, I had this incredible impression to to speak on um, pornography. And I thought to myself, this is really out of character. And, and, and he, he gave me something prophetic. He said, I want you to say, I, said, I mean, it's been a long, long time ago. He said, I want you to say, hey, listen, this thing that binds you... Um, you know basically god sees and mm-hmm. he, he and i and i thought and i just wrestled and struggled and struggled and it was we were almost done for the night and i finally said look i, I gotta say this it's wow. just and i was i'll be honest i was scared because sure. it was really because it wasn't my group i was a guest there yeah and i just i just said it I just laid it out and then there was no response And i'm like okay i yeah. must have heard wrong on that one mm-hmm. but then i find out six months later yeah that the youth guy was no longer at the church, uh, because he was addicted to oh porn. Wow. And so wow, you... that was one of those times where I go, "Whoa, yeah, you know, God spoke through me to the group, and I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Bigger than you. you it know, was
0: actually. way bigger. But now it was a good thing because there was restoration and, all, and sure. so I don't know if God used that as I mean, he had to have if he yeah, said sure. to say it. He told you to. But yeah. but it, it was one of those. So I, I, I kind of put that in the back of my memory going, you know what? When God says to say something, yeah. always err on the side of obedience. You if you look like a fool, that's OK. I'd rather look like a fool than to be disobedient to a, a the word of word that God gives me to say.
1: Well, and this sounds like a podcast on hearing the voice of God and being obedient, but actually what you just said, that is giving life. You gave life (laughs) to that group for sure. But even to that youth pastor, it, it gave him life again, potentially, I don't know the rest of the story, but because the truth started maybe becoming unraveled that night and, and uh, gave him a new, just Freedom, the goodness of god though yeah.
0: i mean if you think about it it was the goodness of god yeah. in that atmosphere for god to say i see where but it but it wasn't but but it was like you know what i'm saying it yeah. wasn't this broad uh to everybody this is the man right. it was much more god saying listen i just want you to know i see Yeah. I mean that was the goodness of God, the grace of God.
2: Now the majority of our conversation has really been hearing from God and giving a hard word. And we're just about out of time. (laughs) But But I, I have to say the vast majority, overwhelming majority of times that I speak into someone's life. It's from a positive perspective. It's not a hard word. It is an encouraging word. It is an edifying, I'm building you up. God loves you. God purposes your heart and your life. He knows your struggles, and He wants you to achieve. He wants more Mm -hmm. for you than your mind can see and comprehend, more than your mind can even conceive is, is the reality of who you are. God's love for you is infinite. On and on and on. So, so much of these prophetic words, so much of the words that of speaking life, it is life. It is life. It is life. It is life. We speak life and yes. love and build people up. So, if you're a negative person, stop living in the Change. negativity. Because, quite honestly, yeah. you might have one negative word out of a hundred negative word a uh, uh, neg. You may have one negative word out of a hundred positive words that you receive for someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Quite practically, if we're going to tell the world about Christ and convince them that we have something that they don't have and that they want, we got to be positive, life giving. Bible says happy. it's
0: the kindness of God that leads us to yes. repentance. We,
1: and so, let's get very practical. We're near the All end here. Right. So, get what very, kinds
0: of things do we say?
1: Let's say, like I started doing this at the grocery store checkout, at at Zaxby's checkout, whatever. I call them by name if they've got a name tag on. Thank you so much today john you know just think call them by name smile at them ask them how their day's going
0: one of my favorite phrases i learned this from mike frost actually while we were in uh uh, moscow with him I, i like to say you know what you remind me a lot like jesus if i see something in a person that reflects the image and nature of god or something that Jesus would have done, I love to say to a person, you, you remind me of Jesus when you mm. do that. I mean, think about that. What better compliment could you give a person? And hope, hopefully that will spark sure. their heart and mind to go, oh, wow, well, I wonder if the rest of my life looks like Jesus. Another thing is, you know, the respond, the react, uh, respond versus react. Um, I think that there are certain phrases that we learn, not phrases, but certain life principles that we learn that we mm-hmm. should share. Like for me, my daughter actually do, did statements on my wall. These are Jeff-isms. Oh, they're they're, they're yeah. really not authentic to me. They're yeah. just things that I picked up and I wanted to. Yeah. Like every time you say no, you say yes. And every time you say yes, you say no. Don't that, hear what I'm not saying. Don't hear what I'm not. I mean, you know, yeah. these are things that we can in, we can give to people, things that have helped us in the past or help yeah. us now, and we can pass them along. Yep. You have statements that, that you know, you, you are always saying, give us clean hands, pure heart, and a resolute
2: spirit. Eyes to see. Eyes to see, ears, to, see, hear. ears to hear. Mm-hmm.
0: And a heart that is, what, what's the rest just, of it?
2: Just like Jesus. <laughs>
0: he yeah. says all the time. And a heart what like Jesus. That? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be happy people. Let's just be worry. joyful people. In the, yeah, well, I mean, seriously, make an effort. Let's make an effort to be light in this
2: a- world. Ask God to give us eyes to see that person. and like he does. Wherever, and ears wherever to it hear. Is. Yeah. To see that person as God's little boy, little girl. Mm-hmm. And then as they're talking. How how do I hear God through that that conversation? Mm. Ears to hear what they're what's really going on in their heart, and just listen to the Holy Spirit inspi- inside of you to speak love to them. Yeah,
0: such a great topic, such a, a, a much needed uh, discipline, if we can even call it that. Much needed practice in our
1: life. Jeff, you, you know, did really good today with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, you did too. You know, sometimes
0: I look in the mirror and I say, Jeff. You're good enough. You, you know, I, I
1: almost th- that's like our
0: pineapple in Psych, right? We we should have yes. a phrase that we do. I know what you're Every about, single you do, what I'm talking about?
1: No. no. Oh my god. TV show Psych, there's a pineapple in every. Seinfeld, there's a Superman in every show.
0: So so next podcast, let's talk about the really important. What did mm-hmm. you think about the Avengers in game
1: movie? Wow.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, because obviously that is super duper important because everybody is one. Want- Anyways, hey, thanks for listening to us. Uh, Do us a favor, if you will. Would you help us, uh, if you're you're enjoying this podcast and if it's been beneficial to you, would you do a couple of things? One, would you let us know? Just drop us a line. Hey, this has been helpful to us. If it hasn't been helpful, drop us a line and and encourage us in that way. Say, hey, this totally stinks. uh, but what we really need is um, we need you to help share the podcast. So would you would you get the word out? Maybe hit share right now or just say, hey, these are some guys that I listen to. Our whole goal is this. for this is not to build an audience. Our whole goal of this is to build the kingdom of God and to yeah. encourage people in their relationship with Christ. So hopefully that's what it does. You guys out in listener land, we appreciate you more than we could possibly ever say. God bless you, and see you next Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.